This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Morning. This is Frida Liu. You're listening to Open for Business. In 2013, Eugene Yao and Fiontan, a husband and wife duo, had an idea to help modern women feel confident by creating shapey modern shapewear. After three years in September 2016, they made the decision to introduce nursing and maternity items with the goal of bringing joy, innovation and information through every motherhood's journey after thoroughly understanding breastfeeding mothers. Now, Shapey has successfully entered into more than 100 independent and chain baby stores in Malaysia by the end of 2016. 17. The figures could be wrong, but they will clarify with me later on. I think it's more than 100. Good morning, Eugene and Fionn. Good morning, Freda. Hi, morning. Yeah, I'm Eugene. All right. No, I know we've met before the Alliance Bismart Challenge. Okay, so that was a couple of years ago. So you have changed a lot since then. But congratulations, your business has uh, lasted for 10 years. Yeah, thank you so much. Ah, <laughs> Finally. <okay>. So, okay, <laughs> tell me about how it started, right? And then the decision to change. Okay, uh, Freda, like you say, right, we started our business in uh, 2013 in the uh, shapewear industry. So uh, back then, we were back from Singapore. We were working in Singapore uh, since we graduated. Then we decided to start up a small business in JB. So one way to start up business with a minimum cost is to open pushcart kiosks in shopping mall. That's our decision back then. Wow. So uh, we opened Open a pushcart kiosk in one of the shopping mall in JB, and from there uh, we actually got quite a good response. Okay, because shapewear was something that wasn't really popular back then in Malaysia, but uh, was very popular in Japan and Taiwan. So we bring this product in, and we got tremendous sales throughout the past uh, few years uh, after we started. Yeah. Okay, and then the decision to change to nursing wear, and the whole I guess the motherhood journey, right? From I know what pregnancy to postpartum. To to nursing. What made you do that? Okay, uh, I was a breastfeeding mother. Okay, I have three kids. So I really wanted to breastfeed all my kids. Okay, but unfortunately, I felt uh, doing so for my two eldest daughters because back then the market was uh, lacking of good product, okay, mother product. And we are not known of the breastfeeding knowledge. Okay, that's why it leads to my failure. But when I got my third kids, okay, I told myself I have to do it. Because mm. I knew that breastfeeding, breast milk is the best food for my baby. Mm. So I got my homework, okay, I look for good product and I talk to my friends who has the experience. Then eventually I breastfed my son for 38 months, okay. Mm. From there I saw my kids, okay, the breastfed baby is so much healthier than the sisters, okay. Right. And I also see that there's a opportunity in Malaysia that in a market we hardly see mother product, okay. Mm. Those products are only focusing on baby but not mother. That's why as a breastfeeding mother myself, I think that I should do something to the Malaysian mother. That's why we started to pivot our business from shapewear to maternity and breastfeeding industry. Ah, okay, so you were saying a lot of baby brands but not enough mother brands. Correct. Okay, so what happened with shapewear though? I mean, are you also doing things around shapewear or has that market changed? 
Okay, so basically, we started from Shapeway because this is definitely one of our core products. But uh, we pivoted our product, we shifted our product focus to nursing bra or this. And then actually right now, actually nursing and maternity product contribute higher, almost like 90 over oh. percent of our total sales. Okay. So definitely we want to revamp our Shapeway series, but maybe in these two years time, mm-hmm. we'll come back with Shapeway, the mm-hmm. new series and then new generation to target mummies who want to get back to their shape. You see. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, I was looking at it, right? So, you were saying that it you help them from pregnancy to postpartum to nursing. Are there a lot of suppliers out there or not many players in this space? In fact, in Malaysia, we see a number of uh, players in the market for breastfeeding uh, product, for example, like Breast Palm and all that. But a lot of them are from overseas brand. Mm. Okay. So, for local brand, I can say that uh, there are not many. Okay. And when it comes to nursing bra, it is even lesser. Mm-hmm. I think in the market itself, we can only see a few brands that are really doing and focusing on nursing bra. And they're not not as affordable. Yes, uh, not as affordable and also uh, the quality-wise, okay, those that come with a cheaper price, then the quality-wise is a lot different from ours. Okay. And the pricing range of your products? Nursing bra range from 49 ringgit mm. to 99 ringgit. Okay, so tell me about what you offer during pregnancy, what you offer during postpartum, and what you offer during nursing. Okay, during pregnancy, we have a maternity uh, bra for the mother. We have the pregnancy support belt to support the tummy, the belly oh, okay. yeah, of the mother. Then when it comes to postpartum, we have postpartum cotton panties, overnight sanitary pants, where mother can use it during their confinement month. Okay. okay? And when it comes to breastfeeding, we have a wide range of breastfeeding products like uh, breast balm, milk storage bag, lactation massager that can help mother to overcome all the breastfeeding issues when they breastfeed their baby. Okay. Mm. And under your nursing, you've got this product called Milking Lab. Yeah. yeah, correct, correct. Okay, so right now, basically, in order to have more clear positioning for our brand, mm. actually, we have two brands. Shepi actually focusing on maternity and nursing. Mm. Then for uh, Mucilet, is focusing on breast feeding essential products. Right. So in order for us to, you know, go long term, yeah. you know, to have more clear positioning for right. these two brands. Okay. The products to help in the with the mother nursing is, is under Milky Milky Lab. Correct. So I'm, I'm listening to your story. I'm trying to think 20 years ago uh, when <laughs> when I used to breastfeed as well and what it was like and what was like things I didn't know. There was a what nursing, you know, the belt for pregnant mothers. I said, okay, didn't have that during my time. Or if they had, I didn't know, right? Yeah. Uh, and you find that, of course, you start with the woman when she's pregnant, they will sort of stay with your brand throughout. Mm. Yeah. So where do you find, though, is the most where they come in the most? During pregnancy itself? Yeah, during pregnancy itself, because we do a lot of marketing, mm. okay, in I mean, for, for those mothers who got pregnant, okay, we go to the touch point that those mothers will be, for example, like a hospital, okay, oh. for example, like confinement center, because they will look for confinement center yes. for their confinement, right? So we do a lot of marketing in that angle so we can get to know all these potential mothers easily lah, from right, there. Right, okay, all these different touch points. So you were saying that you have a a lot of touch points. Yes. Okay. Yeah, right now we have, I think uh, when it comes to like marketing, we are working with like private hospital, confinement centre, more than 400 in Malaysia, right? Okay. Mm. So, okay. And then what else do you do in terms of marketing? Um, 
do you work with KOLs and stuff? Definitely, we have to work with KOL because in today's world, right, if you do work with KOL, it's very hard to get people to know about you. <laughs> then, um, you know, we also, we uh, sponsor KOL, you know, to actually to review our product through social media. Mm. Then recently, we also get into like TikTok. Okay. You know, because I think TikTok is definitely the trend uh, mm. at this uh, current world. You know, so actually we are uh, working with like affiliate, you know, to actually to produce video, you know, to review our product, to get more people to know about us. Yeah. Okay. So can I not? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So on top of our social media, right, I think another thing that we are doing good is the community building. Mm. Because to us, right, we are not just a brand that uh, sell product. Mm. We want to promote the breastfeeding culture in Malaysia, mm-hmm. encourage more women to breastfeed their baby. So another thing that we do uh, for free uh, for the mother is that we conduct breastfeeding workshop, the online workshop every month for mm-hmm. free for the mother to join. Mm-hmm. So we conducted uh, two, I mean every month uh, we conduct two times of the breastfeeding workshop. So those mother that who attended, those are pregnant mother. Ah. And from there we shared about the knowledge, we get them prepared for the uh, bre- uh, breastfeeding and all that. So they, they, will, they will do it even better. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, I am not your target audience anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Where were you 20 years ago? Now I'm going to share with my friend's children. Um, we'll continue our conversation. I know you had a very successful uh, ECF funding. We'll talk about that in just a moment. Uh, Eugene Yao and Fiontan from Shapey. Stay tuned to Open for Business, BFM 89.9. Perkins for Mama, BFM 89.9, The Business Station. This is Frida Liu. You're listening to Open for Business. I'm here with Eugene Yao and Fiontan from uh, Shapey. They've been around since 2013. We spoke in 2016 before they pivoted, right? And uh, of course, what they started off with was modern uh, shapewear. And now they take a mother through the whole journey from pregnancy to postpartum to nursing. Now, one of the very interesting things is that uh, you managed to raise 1.15 million from ECF funding. Uh, Tell me about that whole experience. Okay, so um, it's a tough decision, you know, to start with the ECF because we want to expand our business. I think the product is right, Mm. market is right, but we are lack of funding. Mm. So, you know, there are many sort of uh, ways to get fund, like like bank loan, all this, right? Actually, we try. Then we find that there's a limitation. Mm. If you want to get funding from bank facility, you know, so actually they are not looking at your future, but they are looking at your current, you see. So we told them like, oh, you know, our proposal, we want to get double up our sales triple out they say okay when when you are there then you look for us <laughs> <laughs> then 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 actually we, we get to know about ECF I think this is a very good um, I mean funding solution for right. all the startups you see so for the ECF we started from list out all the potential investors then get ourselves to pitch to all the investors pitch our idea our future our passion our team you know we have to share with them all of that right. you know so let them believe us mm. we, we are the one who can make it you see mm. so uh, it's like a three months process uh. mm. Yeah, it's a it's a journey that I think we gain a lot from there. What in terms of exposure, understand? What did you learn from that? Okay, I think throughout the 
pitching, okay, we got to um, answer all the questions from the investors. Mm. So some of the questions might be something that we never thought of. Mm. So from there, we start to think and we start to find a solution to it. Okay, that's number one that we learned. And number two is that uh, from the ECF campaign, we get to get people know about us, know about our brand story more. Mm. Okay, not just the product that we are selling, okay, but they know why are we started, where are we heading to. I think that's the benefit that we get from ECF as well. Mm. And so what happened after the, 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 the fundraising? You know, how did it help your business? Okay, so uh, after we raised the fund, actually we, we successfully closed the campaign on February uh, last year. Mm-hmm. Then we get a fund in about April time. Mm. So actually we managed to double our sales. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really amazing. La. Yeah, it's really amazing. Okay. So mm. when you say double your sales, what was it that you focus on? Was it more more production? More What was it that uh, the fund for the funds were used for? Okay, so basically we expand our product category, mm. channel, mm. yeah, and then we put in more effort in marketing. Ah. You know, actually we, we, we have our idea how we want to allocate the fund. So actually we managed to utilize the fund to achieve our goal. Right. I think this is the, 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 part, the part that we also feel proud about it, right. about okay. our, ourselves and our team. Okay, yeah. so you, you find that ECM has been a very successful way for you to raise funds. No need to go to the bank. <laughs> and I, I think we still need to leverage on bank facility sure. to a certain extent right. but right now because of our current situation mm. so I think this is an alternative way yeah. Yeah. and I think also people who know your brand who are your customers would actually invest yes. in you right yes. you know yes. that's yes. I think one of the things at least they feel that they're part of that journey with you as well yeah so because throughout the campaign we blasted this um, information to mm. our members as in our customer ah. so we received quite a number of inquiries from them saying okay. that they they are our loyal customer and they are really to be part of us because wow. they they really uh, they very they are very happy that we are doing this mm. and help a lot of mother in their journey. Right. So we actually turn our customer become our investors, investors mm. right? And I think like a lot of brands do appreciate that. Now, so the other thing as well is, are you in uh, uh, various countries at the moment? Yes, I mean you know because we took part in like baby fair all this right. Actually, a lot of uh, overseas traveler they come to Malaysia to visit our baby fair. Mm. I I think we are the one of the brand who are doing good. La. That's why they actually, right now what we are doing is we export to uh, Singapore and Brunei. Mm. Then we, we are exploring to Australia market as well. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Now the other thing is I know one of the challenges and you were sharing earlier on is talent. How big is your team <laughs> at the moment? And then he laughs. <laughs> how, big, how, how big is your team at the moment? Uh, there are 20 of us right now. Okay. And, and so what is it like, you know, I you, to, to find talent, to keep talent? Alan? Oh, it's, it's a more challenging part, I think. In, especially we are based in JB. Right. You know, we are not fighting with only local SME. Mm. You know, but... You're fighting with that country. Yeah, country, <laughs> you know. We, we represent Malaysia. <laughs> we, are, we are fighting talents, uh, you know, from Singapore company as well. You know, right. because just across the border, you can get 3X. Right. Yeah, so, you know, this is the most challenging part for us uh, as a Johor company yeah okay choosing to be based in Johor and yeah, all that right correct. okay so what else in terms of your growth plans what else are you all planning to do okay I think for the growth plan right definitely I think we need to uh, introduce more product category mm. to complement you know our current range mm. to build a more complete ecosystem for mummies mm. and then second thing is definitely is a community uh, building mm. this is what we want to focus because by just offering product doesn't really 
really help a mother throughout mm. the whole journey. What we can offer them is education, you know, to help more mummies. Because when it comes to mummies, they, they step into like pregnancy, it's a whole new journey for them. Yeah. They got to learn everything. Yes. From scratch. Yes. Yeah. It's very scary. It's very scary. I can remember that. Yeah. So I only have one. Yeah, correct. Uh, yeah, I think I think the third thing is what we want to do is we are probably want to open up our flagship okay. experiential store. Right. You know, to increase our brand visibility in major shopping mall. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So uh, on top of that, right, um I think Breastfeeding has become more and more common in, uh, I mean, the whole world. Yeah. WHO and Malaysia government has been promoting breastfeeding. So what we what we wish to do is that um, we really hope that one day we can work with like government, the ministry to be part of them to build up this uh, breastfeeding community or promote the breastfeeding culture in Malaysia. Because MOH, uh, Malaysia MOH do have the target that they want to achieve 70% uh, exclusive six months breastfeeding for all mothers in Malaysia by 2025. Mm, okay. I think just back to the issue of talent as well, I know you try to do this via employer branding, right? And mm. then securing them while they're interns. Yes, because like Eugene said, right, we are fighting not just among the mm. Malaysia company, but we also need to attract talent to stay in the southern region and not going across to another country. And, and, and not go down further down. <laughs> yeah, south. don't go further down. Just stop here. <laughs> okay, so uh, one thing that uh, we we can do to attract mm. talent is the employer branding. So right. uh, we participated in quite a number of competition. Mm. So and we got uh, shortlisted to the top ten or even you no know, better ranking lah. Okay, mm. in some of the competition. Mm. So uh, that's a way of employer branding. Give mm. the um, talent, the candidate, a confidence about our company. Okay. Yeah, that's number one. And uh, for talent, okay, another way that we do is that we retain our intern. We hired uh, quite a number of intern in our company and we use the company culture and the employer branding part to retain them if they are a good talent. Okay. So in terms of your, your distribution as well, your online and offline, mm-hmm. in terms of the, uh, the the ratio of business coming, is it more online or more offline? Okay. Right now, online contributor about 30% okay. and the rest are from offline. Okay. Yeah. But I think the offline will still be the fighting ground la, because mm-hmm. for mummy's product, they uh, have to touch and feel. Yeah, they have to touch and try sometimes. It's the second product they will buy on Correct, online. Correct, you're right. Yeah. If they want to repeat purchase, yes, then they will buy online. Buy. Other than that, you know, for first time, because they don't even know what kind of product they need. Right. Ah, yes. So you still you're need right. that, that whole experience. But I guess a lot of education can be done online, but at the same time, you know, there's something like still touching and feeling yes, and understanding yes, yes. it as well. Yeah. Anything else you'd like to add? <laughs> <laughs> cover everything already. Yeah, I think yeah. we cover everything. Right? Cover uh-huh. everything. Thing. Yeah, I'm very yeah, proud yeah. of myself. Okay, cool. Thank you. <laughs> All the best. Uh, it's a fantastic 10-year journey. I've been speaking to Eugene Yao and Fion Tan from Shapey. I'm Frida Liu. You've been listening to Open for Business, BFM 89.9. listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.